Thanks to Indeed for supporting the Apple Bits XL. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Visit Indeed.com slash AppleBits to start hiring now. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. All right, everybody. Let's get to the show. What's up, everybody? Welcome to the Apple Bits XL. Brian Tong here, your host, doing the most for everything good and bad inside the world of Apple. Welcome, everybody. Hey, you know what week it is. It is iPhone 14 Pro review week. Basically, the iPhone 14, the 14 Pro, and the 14 Pro Max just released. Also, the Apple Watch Series 8. But I say, hey, let's start with a big kahuna. So this episode is all about the review of the Apple iPhone 14 Pro and Pro Max with a good buddy of the show, Ray Wong from Input Magazine. But before we get to that, hey, there's some business, orders of business here. First of all, if you want to be a part of the show, new phones, new hardware is out. I'd love to hear from you and also what you hear in this conversation that we have. All you got to do is record a voice memo, send it in to applebitsshow at gmail.com. That's applebits with a Z. And hey, you send your name your number, where you're from, your message, your thoughts, your comments, and I will, I promise you, I will put them in the show. So applebitsshow at gmail.com. Also, this show is brought to you by you. Patreon.com slash Brian Tongue is how you support all my content, the podcast, my videos, and you get some great perks, early access to content, rewards at every different levels, and a completely ad-free version of the show. It starts at $2 per month. $5, which is like a cup of coffee. You got the $10, the $25, and the $100 Platinum Apple level. And when I say you get early access to content, people that are Patreons are listening to this review before I release it. Mm Mm-hmm. So patreon.com slash Brian Tong is how you support all my content and the podcast. And thank you. Thank you so much. All right. Without further ado, let's just talk about the iPhone 14 Pro. What's up, everybody? Okay. I told you we're going to talk about iPhone 14 Pro, iPhone 14 Pro Max, the review. This is the definitive podcast review, and I had to bring a definitive voice of the podcast, Ray Wong from Input Magazine in the house. Ray, what's up, man? What up, Brian? (laughs) Was that that a hype intro? (laughs) I haven't had my coffee yet. I called you definitive, dude. I called you definitive. I mean, I respect that and you know i know i, I know it's the definitive review <laughs> this is, this is, we're gonna, i got the confidence oh, we're gonna we're gonna get all into it so all right iphone 14 pro and iphone 14 pro max uh by the time most people listen to this they will have officially been released so some people will have these in their hands so you're my guest ray we're gonna i got count- it in my hand right now so do i i have it in my hand right now <laughs> as well so i, I want to know right out of the gates we will talk about so much what what were your first impressions, your first thoughts now that you have a review unit? I mean, I've been using the iPhone 14 Pro and 14 Pro Max for about a week. Yep. And, uh, you know, they're pretty similar to the iPhone 13 Pros, but also different enough. And obviously there's the dynamic island, there, there's the 48 megapixel camera, there's this action mode, um, and... This is the one I'm getting. Uh, this is the one I ordered. Um, my, my personal iPhone is iPhone 12 Pro. It's long overdue. That thing's completely cracked, damaged, battle scarred. 
Uh, I ordered a uh, thir- uh, 14 Pro Space Black. Space Black. You went. I know you're about that purple. I know you're about that deep purple. Oh, come on, everyone. I've been, I've been talking about purple for like two years. And they finally <laughs> delivered. I've been talking about real purple for two years. So Real purple. Real purple. This is this is like eggplant deep. This is like a black purple. This is like a, they should have called this jet black purple because it's jet really, black purple. it's so hard to see the purple. But they should have called it, it, it nice. blurple. Blurple. <laughs> yes. Blurple. 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 Man, we, we might have to make that a thing. Um, It is, it is classy though. I mean, it makes sense from a pro standpoint, right? They're never going to give us a bright bts purple for a pro model there that wasn't gonna happen it was like yeah, i wish they would i Come wish on, they would too some like, fun colors that's what i'm saying we've been begging we've been begging for this for years we really Come on. i know they're like pro devices at least marketed as pro devices um and you know you want more muted colors and whatnot. You don't want anything too flashy. But like, damn, come on, those colorful <laughs> IMAX really like you know. That's just line, just line it up that way. Okay, uh, I list. I heard a list of your features that stood out to you, and I'm actually disappointed because the way that Apple did it. I hate saying it. It was the Apple way. They're always on display is done a little differently than others. It and is. It I is. really and I think that people will talk about this first. People are like, oh, you hear it, Apple got always on display. Yeah, you're like, yeah, whatever. But using this thing day to day, that is the feature that actually stuck out the most to me because it's like, guess what? Really? Yeah, not only is it always on, like I'm the type of person who customizes their wallpaper, who wants to see yeah. their friends and family on it. The fact that we haven't even scratched the surface of getting live updates on that always on display. We haven't seen all these third-party widgets on that always display. I think... Once that happens, give or take three or four months, the uh-huh. always on display is going to be elevated even more. And so I personally love what they did. It A lot of people are like, I prefer an always on display with just a black screen and numbers. And to me, if I can get my phone through the day, which I have, with an always uh-huh. on display, then I actually enjoy the fact that it's there. It's it's even I didn't. So even you're know. saying you want more information on the lock yes. screen, yes, passively, so that you don't have yes. to always open your phone, check things out, and you know. I'm nodding my head. Yes, like sports scores, <laughs> like a sports right. score. Ooh, when that happens, when I'm what, when I'm when my Warriors are doing things, I'm I'm gonna be happy. So I think the always on display is when your Warriors are doing feature. things, you're not gonna be looking at your iPhones. <laughs> True, I can promise you that. Okay, fine. I'm always watching the t- the tube, but no, but sometimes. There are a few rare occasions I can't, but I do think that always on display, the way they did it, I mean, it's all in my review, is being slept mm-hmm. on. I'm just saying, it's be, it's done the Apple way. Do you agree or disagree? The always on display? I mean, I'm still, I think I'm still uh, warming up to it. Mm-hmm. It's definitely different. I'm I'm very used to Android, uh, Android's implementation of always on display, which mm-hmm. is, like you said, always just a black screen, usually like, you know, uh, illuminated for the time, uh, maybe some small widgets, uh, notifications, and that's it. It's really simple. The whole idea is it's supposed to preserve battery life, right? And obviously, the latest phones, uh, Android phones, have like you know a display that can go down to one hertz, similar to this kind of uh, iPhone display. Um, so in past implementations, uh, you know the technology, screen te- technology wasn't there yet, so they had to you know kind of work with what they had but um yeah it's 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 more of like a dim display it's a they Mm -hmm. the apple uh the way apple does it is like they dim the wallpaper and just kind of like if you ever have an apple watch like you know the always on like clock 
uh, just to kind of dim out. Um, I don't know. I think you're right that it's going to feel more alive. Uh, there, there are more things that are going to be going on on the lock screen. I don't know if that's going to change any of my personal habits. Mm. Um, I do like seeing like the weather and like you know the kind of uh, like sunrise and sunset time widget thing over here on my lock screen. But yeah, I think we have to wait. Yeah, I, I think I think so. And for people that are um, also listening, when the screen gets dim, it can go up to 500 nits of brightness. So when mm-hmm. I was, I took it out to Disneyland. I was in the Haunted Mansion line, which is basically pitch yeah. black. And I thought for a moment, I literally thought, oh, did I leave my screen on? And I'm like, oh, damn. Like, you could really see it that well. And I think another widget that I'm gonna try and convince you to get on board is to close those rings, Ray. When you see <laughs> when you see the progress of the rings on that screen, you're like, mm, okay, I need to I need to pick it up. Like, I started getting into that, and so there there's and I think maybe other widgets might offer some of those type of kind of like, oh, how is my personal status going? But I agree, it's there. It's not the final version, and we'll see how receptive people are. A lot of people have also been asking me like, will it cause burning on the screen? And it shouldn't because it's so dim, but I, I don't mm-hmm. officially I don't know know this until give it another year or two. We'll see. I, I I wouldn't think so because the the brightness level is so low. But again, I don't know know. None of us do technically. I mean, uh, I feel like burning on your lock screen or your home screen is pretty like you know overblown. Yeah. Um, and on Android, they like kind of like shift the pixels a little bit so that it's never like uh, in one place for too long. Um, I don't think they're gonna never had any issues with burning on the iPhone OLED panels, so I think it should be good. Um, yeah, I don't know. I'm I'm the type of guy who I'm looking at my iPhone 14 Pro right now, and dude, my my wallpaper is black. Bro, <laughs> my lock screen on, is man. black. Come on, man. Uh, but it is kind of like kind of still bright. Like I can see like my notifications <laughs> right now. It's like literally on the table over there. I see the notifications. I see the widgets. Um, it's almost maybe like a little bit too bright. I wish there was a way to like kind of adjust the brightness mm-hmm. on that. You know, that'd be, that'd be kind of nice. Um, but the good thing is, like you just said yourself, um, I haven't noticed any real like significant hit to battery life. Mm-hmm. Um, so Apple has done uh, it really well. Yeah, I, th- I think so. Okay, so always on display. Uh, do, do you welcome it, or are you kind of like, eh, it's alright. It's alright. Yeah. I mean, I could live without it. Um, you know, I've been. I've been using an iPhone for, like, more than 10 years, right? Like, I've lived without an always-on display. I wouldn't say it's, like, super crucial. Uh, and I already have a watch or an Apple Watch on me all the time, so I already check the time. So, I don't know. Maybe, maybe we'll see. We'll, we'll check in on in a I couple can't, months. I can't wait. Literally, three months from now, Ray, Brian, you were right. I'm going <laughs> to say, say that again, Ray, Brian, you were right. No, I'm this, just guy's, this guy's like, let's everybody drop thousand plus dollars on a new iphone <laughs> for the always on display not for any of the other features like the camera or the dynamic we're gonna island get to those. we're gonna get to those you oh, the other thing is though that i think also this is one of the few times where actually the rollout of ios 16 and we've mm-hmm. talked about this where to me for most people ios 16 is going to make your phone feel so new that you mm-hmm. won't feel like you need to get a new phone, right? The the yeah. wallpaper, lock screen, tying it to the different focus modes, uh, that in itself is pretty money, like from a standpoint of feeling fresh and new and interacting with your phone. And then yeah. you know, they, the always on display now kind of levels that up where you can actually, if you're someone like me, 
who wants mm-hmm. to see that stuff that you just spent time building and then being able to change it um that 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 kind of actually enhances the ios 16 feature which i'm like huh i don't i can't remember the last time a hardware feature other than maybe 3d touch which was built into the os was actually enhanced. 3d touch dude love 3d touch Miss come 3D on man touch every day I, I need a shirt that is like bring back 3d touch i yeah make it print it I've I've talked to reps. Stamp it out. You know, yeah. you and I have press meetings, and they all lean on the fact that well, the long press does accomplish you know a lot of the things that three D touch does. And yes, I get it. And I know they had to make a custom like display it that was, it was costs too expensive. More. Yeah, costs more. But damn, that haptic on the screen! Oh my god, it's so good. That's it was, satisfying. It's so, it's good. so, so satisfying. Good. So good. So yes. Good. Okay. R. I. P. Johnny Ive. Oh my god. <laughs> Johnny Ive is like, I'll spare no expenses, you know, throwing the best tech in there. And now Apple's just like, you know, well, you know, how can we make this a little cheaper? <laughs> hey, the, the, the current phone design, even if it does, is similar to the previous past two or three iPhones, yeah. it is Johnny Ive's legacy. I mean, this is the iPhone 4, iPhone 5 era, kind of like a polished, yeah. modernized version. So. So he's still there. Okay, let's let's talk about Dynamic Island. Dynamic, Dynamic Island. Island. <laughs> Dynamic Island. Dude, I tweeted out a picture on the event day where I was I photoshopped myself uh, <laughs> using the visual lookup from iOS 16. Basically, just ripped myself out of a of a, a picture. Quick copy and paste job, mm-hmm. and then cut out a palm tree. Put it on the island. <laughs> Close up Dynamic Island. I was so like, nice. help, I'm stranded on Dynamic Island. Dynamic Island. First oh of all, let's gosh. talk about the name. What do you think of the name? Um, I've said this. This is totally peak Apple. This is peak Apple. This is peak Apple to name this thing Dynamic Island. I, I Have wa- you heard about the static peninsula? <laughs> <laughs> That's so good. That's so good. Oh I God. I didn't I didn't I didn't come up with that. I saw it on Twitter somewhere. I don't know who where it originated from, but somebody was like, "iPhone 14 has a static peninsula and a dynamic island, and iPhone 14 Pro's dynamic island." I I I think the name like when we were at the press event together, you and I weren't sitting next to each other, but I can tell you that everyone had a collective like laugh when they actually announced the name. It was like, <laughs> oh my God, like. It was corny. I mean, it was corny. It's corny. I mean, which one's better? Touch bar or dynamic island? Dynamic <laughs> island. I think I think the touch I think touch bar was better, but they burned they it should, on the on the MacBooks. They burned it. They, they called it touch, touch bar. Pale. Touch pill. <laughs> touch my body. They should call it they should have called it Touch my body. Touch my body. Um they it was dynamic island is just so wild, but it is a dynamic piece and uh, a whole new UI. I mean, this is ushering in quite honestly a new era of UI from Apple um, that no phone has at the moment. And we'll, I'm I'm really curious to see who's gonna really rip that off first. You know, mm-hmm. someone's going to. Uh, we can always count on our friends from China to do something along those lines. But what are your thoughts on the dynamic island um, in its current state with what in you've its used current so state? Far? Yeah, in its current state. So right now. We know that the Dynamic Island works out of the box with any app that supports uh, Now Playing and then also Call Kit. And for, uh, let me explain uh, to our listeners, Now Playing would be anything basically playing like YouTube or uh, Spotify. Not, yeah, Spotify. Apple Music, music Amazon yeah, Music. Music apps, music apps. Yeah, and obviously uh, Call Kit is for any like uh, 
app that uses like the the phone functionality like Skype, or voice, voice Google Voice, WhatsApp, right. things like that. And when we say it'll use it, you'll the dynamic island will change, and you'll see like a cool visual cue that represents the fact that it's yeah. Active so for like for music, you get like a little uh, album art on the left side, and then you also get like a little waveform. Uh, it's also pretty cool for like uh, calls, I guess. Right? Uh, you also see maybe like the call duration. Um, you really don't know what to expect right now. Um, it can really morph and change to different things. I really like how the dynamic island kind of like morphs into two little blobs, mm. two islands when you have like the timer and then like uh, something else open. Um, I think it's still very early days. Obviously, we don't even have like the live activities API, and that's supposed to add like you know more real time uh, glanceable information like sports, ride sharing, um, food deliveries, mm-hmm. like. Mm. I don't know, man. This feels like, like you just said, a new like layer to the UI of the iPhone where you're just like, it's more contextual. You see things happening in the background and then you can also like quickly go and tap on it or expand it however. So like right now, if you, I think, tap on the, the dynamic island, it brings you into the app that's uh, running. And then if you kind of press and hold it, it brings up like a little pop-up shortcut. Um, so like, for example, Spotify, You'll see controls or, uh, you know, the... The mini player. Uh, the mini player uh, pop up at the top. So I think it's pretty cool. Um, like, I was messing around with the screen recorder app uh, or screen recording, and you can see that screen uh, kind of, like, it, it turns red. Um, and, yeah, I, I think it's pretty cool. Um, it has, it's like, kind of, a charm to it, don't you think? It's whimsical. Yeah, it is. It's whimsical. It's fun. It really makes the iPhone feel less like a machine and co- like a cold machine and more like it's like bubbly. It's like alive. I totally you know? agree. Like, I totally it's like, agree. It's like this little thing that's like when sitting at, on your table or you're on your desk or whatever, it's like, I don't know. It feels organic. Almost, it does. Right? It does. I, even sim- something as simple as I had my phone out and when I hit low battery, all of a sudden it changed and it, it right. showed a little low battery percentage. I'm like, oh, that's exactly. cool. Like it feels – it's – you know, I said it in my review. It's it's charming. It feels alive, and it and you kind of like. And sometimes you get unexpected things that happen. Whether it's airdrop, like you, it it shows a little airdrop icon and then a little status circle symbol. I thought what was fun. I don't know if you saw this, but um, I just called someone with it just for the heck of it. And mm-hmm. if you look at the waveform, when the yeah. person on the other line talks, the left side waveform is green, mm-hmm. and then when uh-huh. you talk your waveform is orange on the right side. And then when you oh, both talk, that. it kind of blends. So it's, it was things like real little touches like that, that I'm like, yeah, this is cool. Like there's so many times where I just looked and I'm like, damn, that's kind of cool. And so it brings like this element. It sounds corny, but I think it's true. Kind mm-hmm. of a little joy and fun with your phone experience. Right. I can imagine like apps that where you like, for example, zoom, you're, you've got the mic muted. You can see the little dot indicator that tells you like, Hey, your microphone's off. But sometimes you're just not certain if it's off. And you, mm. if you talk, you see the waveform's not moving, you'll know for sure that it's, like, mm. muted, right? Um, so I think that's a really neat little touch. Like, those are, like, the little Apple, like, things where it's, like, attention to detail, where it's, like, it's probably not going to, like, be a game changer. But, like, God, it, it's so cool. I, th- I think it's one of those things that I still want to see it in its final form. I still want to see how third-party apps take advantage of it i mean we've started hearing that game developers are already thinking of ways to incorporate this dynamic game developers yeah like so for example let's say you're playing like a a first person shooter and uh-huh. instead of having this black bar maybe it's showing off like health percentage or like ammo, hmm. like like some sh- some stuff like that so 
again, I don't know. We haven't seen exactly how it's going to be used. It might be gimmicky. It might be cool. Right. It might not be cool. But I think there's a lot of potential here that, you know, it's one of those things that actually changes the experience of your phone. And it's when you think about all the years of how we were saying, like, phones have plateaued, it's to me, it's been hard for someone to surprise us with something that we feel like, oh, it makes me feel a little different about my phone. This thing makes me feel a little different about my phone right now, you know, and I'm really curious right. long, long term. You know, I my assumption is because Apple is so incorporated or like invested in this. Unfortunately, mm -hmm. it'll have a probably a longer life than 3D touch because this is yeah. year one, right? When the notch has been around, this is like the next evolution of the notch. The notch has been around since iPhone 10. So 10, 11, mm -hmm. 12, 13. So that was four years of a notch. Mm -hmm. So my hunch is we're going to get it because they've committed to Face ID and now they're going all in with making this an active piece. Uh, th mm -hmm. There's no way that I see Dynamic Island leaving anytime soon. So let's say at least four years, we're probably going to have Dynamic Island on our phone. Yeah, I think so. Um, you know what it just reminds I just thought of? It reminds me of like when you put on Apple Pencil on mm -hmm. the top of like an iPad and then just that little like bar. This guy shows up. Yeah, the status guy shows up. It's like it's a one-to-one -one, like image of the Apple Pencil, and it's like tells you the battery uh, levels. And I'm like, did that evolve from that thing? Well, that that's why I would love to have a conversation with them to really like when did they think about this? How long mm -hmm. ago? How did? What were some? They won't necessarily tell us all the different stages it came in, but yeah, you know, it it is kind of fascinating. This is this is again not only is the name peak Apple. But to mm -hmm. me, this is peak Apple. I'm not kissing the butt. This is peak Apple hardware and software doing something different. Yeah. And we'll see how it plays out. Like 3D Touch was Apple doing something different with hardware and software, and people just didn't uh, didn't take on. And that's why they're like, hey, look, costs are lower. We're going to get rid of it. We'll do a long press. So right. it's going to be interesting to see long term. What will the legacy be of this product? Like, will it? Will right. we see this in 10 years? Other products? Right? What yeah, about other, other products? Product? Yeah, other products. Absolutely, right? Um, this is this is the era of a new UI that um, I think the thing that's kind of interesting is when they stretch out the dynamic island because of where the cameras and the sensors are here, you can only mm -hmm. really get information on the edges, right? You don't get information on the right. center. It's the mm -hmm. edges, right? Uh, the actual, it is still a pill hole and a punch hole, which were rumored, and they mm -hmm. fill in this, the in-between with the display to make it black. Um, but the proximity sensor is now embedded somewhere behind the display so the actual physical space of that whole true depth camera system is actually smaller now so right i'm just when we can start getting information i know it's not going to happen anytime soon but across the entire thing that's years away that's kind of another evolution of this uh dynamic island <laughs> <laughs> you just love saying that yo, don't you yo i have something cooking bro i have something cooking I'm, let me just tell everyone listening. This is an exclusive. Oh no! Oh no! I, it is. It is peak Apple. Like we're delivering all these reviews and videos, and like it's uh -huh. melting my brain. I am flying out tonight to go somewhere specifically to record my Apple iPhone 14 Pro song. Then <laughs> I will come back. I'm only doing it for a day. Then I will come back. Okay. And then do all my other reviews, and then mm -hmm. take some time. And shoot the music video, and yeah. I think people are. I don't know if it'll turn out. Who knows? You never know. But if I you mean, saw Return dude. of the Mac, if you saw Return of the Mac, I mean, come on, get ready for it. Return Dynamic of the Mac Island. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God, I love a Brian Tong music video. <laughs> they take so much work, but goddamn, they're fun to make.
Dude, I can't wait. When is, when when are you planning to drop that? Oh, Can you tell? Tell tell us. I don't I don't know because this is gonna. Take we need a, a premiere date. We need a premiere date. <laughs> I don't I don't know. I mean, unfortunately, I like to premiere music videos like a week within when the product drops, but I don't think I'm gonna be able to meet yeah. that because there's literally like Apple Watch Ultra Series Eight, AirPods, yeah. iPhone Four. Like, it might take a little while, but you know what? I'm gonna do it for the joy. So once I get to it, I'll get to it, and hopefully, people enjoy it. I my goal is at least try like by by the first week of October. I'm gonna cross my fingers. This stuff can't takes wait. time, man. I can't. I can't wait, man. Okay. Okay. I can't wait. So, um, any I, other I mean, thoughts on Dynamic Island? I mean, yes. I mean, do you think the Dynamic Island is like a feature that people should look at and say, okay, that's a reason to buy an iPhone 14 Pro? Um, I think if you're a techie, like you're kind of like that person that loves all the cool new stuff. I think yes. If you are kind of driven by the next innovations, quote unquote, mm-hmm. yes. But if you're a user that just uses your phone pretty much the same way, I don't. Yeah. I don't think you need to do the upgrade, right? The cameras are still incredible on a 13 Pro, on a 12 Pro, even uh, 11 Pro is where the night mode uh, wasn't very good when you stack up mm-hmm. the camera. So I would say 12 Pro, 13 Pro. Just getting iOS 16 alone, you should be freaking like stoked, like fired up. Yeah. I, I, I iPhone 11 Pro stoked with iOS 16. Uh, whatever phone honestly supports it. I think you'll be really happy. Um, but to me, this is only a must upgrade if you're that that technophile that just loves to have the new toys. That's what uh, that's what I'm thinking too. Uh, a lot of people ask me like, what what does it do, and sh- should I care, right? And mm-hmm. then like I tell them what the, what it does, and they're like, eh, I can live with my notch. <laughs> and then I just tell them like, hey, just get iOS 16, and you'll get a new lock screen. You get the, all the cool new features like unset, mm-hmm. unsend, and edit uh, your iMessages. You know, your battery percentage, all that cool stuff. Um, and you're good. It's so funny to see, like, people who are like, man, the notch is so ugly. It's so bad. And just now they're just like, yeah, totally fine. People, <laughs> it's totally I mean, fine. I hate, like, I hated the notch. But now that they're making this a usable thing, even mm-hmm. if it covers a video, if I'm watching a video in, in full, full 21 by 9 aspect ratio and it covers it, like, don't get me wrong, I hate that. But at the same time, I don't really watch that many videos on my phone full screen, so I kind of give it a pass. But it's a damn eyesore on like some beautiful content. So was the mm-hmm. notch. But the fact that it's actually giving us usable value, that's right. what, that's what makes me say, okay, it, quote unquote, lesser of two evils, which is such a BS to even say. <laughs> but if I had to pick, I'm going to take Dynamic Island because <laughs> it can do so much more. It can do so much more. It definitely, I, I agree. I would take Dynamic Island. Okay, bro. So, you know, we talk about always on display and Dynamic Island. I mean, I don't know if this is a stretch, but this is, even if the body looks basically the same, which I'm okay with, quite honestly, this upgrade this year is the biggest leap Apple has made since the iPhone ten. In terms of what? Hardware. Always Hardware. on display. The Dynamic Island. Like those, that's a, it's a whole new UI, dude. It's a whole new hmm. UI. Am I, am I, am I, am I on a podcast or am I watching an Apple keynote? Right You're watching now? an Apple <laughs> keynote podcast. No, no. I mean, literally strip away. Think about it just from a tech technological standpoint, like dynamic Island alone is the biggest jump, the biggest leap of something new that they've mm-hmm. made on an iPhone since the 10. All right. I'm just saying. And I'm not right. so if you're a techie, you know, likes all the little toys. Like I didn't think about it until later. It kind of hit me. I'm like, oh shit! Like 
always on, I'm pretty high on always on display just because how they executed it. I can tell. It. Well, it's of how they executed it. I really feel like, you know, I went all deep into it. It was like, you know, it was, it was, yeah, I wanted to please the nerds and myself because I really was like, damn, this thing's enjoyable. So mm-hmm. always on display and that, I mean, this is the biggest leap they made since the iPhone 10 and with, and they didn't even do a design change. That's pretty good. All right, let's give a big thanks to the sponsor of the show, Indeed. Now, when it comes to hiring, you need to trust your gut. But what if I could give your gut some help? When you want to find top talent fast, you need Indeed. Indeed is the hiring platform where you can attract, interview, and hire all in one place. Don't spend hours on multiple job sites looking for candidates with the right skills when you can do it all with Indeed. Find top talent fast with Indeed's suite of powerful hiring tools like Indeed Instant Match, assessments, and virtual interviews. Hate waiting? Indeed's U.S. data shows over 80% of Indeed employers find quality candidates whose resume on Indeed matches their job description the moment they sponsor a job. Now, something I love about Indeed is that it makes hiring all in one place so easy with Instant Match. Candidates you invite to apply through Instant Match are three times more likely to apply to your job than candidates who only see it in search, according to U.S. Indeed data. With Instant Match, as soon as you sponsor posts, you get a short list of quality candidates whose resumes on Indeed match your job description, and then you can invite them to apply right away. Indeed does the hard work for you, sponsor job, and boom, Instant Match shows you candidates whose resumes on Indeed fit your job description immediately after you post. With Instant Match, you can just start hiring fast. Now join over 3 million businesses worldwide using Indeed to hire great talent fast. Indeed knows that when you're doing everything for your company, you can't afford to overspend on hiring. Visit Indeed.com slash AppleBits to start hiring now. Just go to Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Indeed.com slash AppleBits. Terms and conditions apply. Cost per application pricing not available for everyone. Need to hire? You need Indeed. I mean, it has gotten a little thicker. And and I know that it's, like, insignificant, but I can feel it, man. Like, I'm so tired of the iPhones getting thicker and heavier and just, like, you got to put this on on a diet, man. Like, if you've ever held, like, an iPhone 6, oh, my God. It was a big phone, but it was, like, you know, at the time. But it was so thin. I know people were, like, Bengay and all that <laughs> stuff. But, like, whatever. Uh, there is, like, practicality and functionality to, like, something that's light and thin. And uh, my hand hurts. I'll be honest. My hand hurts from using the Aww. iPhone 14. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry, Ray Ray. Oh, my gosh. Oh, wah, wah. <laughs> Bro, suck it up. I, I suck. take a screenshot. <laughs> you, you literally. That was. I'm. I'm so glad you're on my podcast. That. That was one of Dude. the most embarrassing things I've heard in the past year. <laughs> Dude, you don't feel like these things are just like they're, brick bar, like bricks. They're they're they're, they're big. bricks. They're, they're, they're big bricks. And I'm not even talking about the Pro Max. I'm talking about like, the regular. They are heavy. Like, How about this? They're dense. They're dense. They're very dense. And I just want Apple to, like, you know, I'm not saying, like, go crazy and, like, make it super thin or anything, like, but shed some weight, you know? Like, make this actually, like, you know, functional again, you maybe, know? or Maybe yeah. maybe that comes to using, you know, it's it's all partially it's all about materials, right? And I'm not saying they're going to make a titanium iPhone anytime soon, but maybe that's the titanium iPhone, which really like we are lines inching, it up. I mean, we're, we're going to talk about this next, right? Like, the camera system. Yeah, of course. And, but, like, we are the bump on the back is so it's massive it's huge it's so top heavy on the it's iphone huge. 14 pro that i'm like at this point 
maybe Apple is just going to make the whole back section flush, just like go all out with the camera next year or the year after, and just like, okay, we're going to make the whole backside flush just to like, you know, accommodate this massive bulge on the back. Mm-hmm. Um, instead of having it like so top heavy, um, I mean you're you're right. But then it's going to be like you know a real brick. Um, well, to yeah. your point, like no one when you see how thick how th- the really like these cameras are, T H I C C C C C thick. Um, yeah, and you you make a great point. You know, I use a 14 Pro. It doesn't hurt my hand yet. I'll let you know when it does, but. <laughs> You're never going to live that down. I'm never going to live that down. <laughs> but, um, you know, I think it comes down to potentially materials like titanium to help shed some weight. That might yeah. that might, that might might answer that solution eventually down the road. We'll see. But I, I do like the fact that I never was all about the bend gate. Like, guess what? If you mm-hmm. bend anything hard enough, it's going to bend. Um, yeah. Did some people accidentally sit on their phone and bend it? <laughs> accidentally? Yes. Yeah, yes. Sorry, sorry you got a big ass... And you didn't feel your phone in your back pocket and you freaking sat on it. Like, that's not a reason. That'll happen on any phone. Any phone. Okay. Um, those videos we of people to... bending it with their fingers. I'm just yeah. going to let people know. Try it. You can do it. It's, you have to really put so much unnatural force into it to physically bend your phone in half. Um, yeah. That just is not going to ha- – that just doesn't happen. So – Yes, the Ben Gate was like kind of the peak. It kind of remembers me of the peak drop test videos. Damage. Oh my gosh. Let's destroy. Yeah. I destroyed an iPhone and here's what happened. No shit. Like it's, yeah. <laughs> you put a hammer to it. Congratulations. Like I always thought that was that low hanging fruit, like kind of the, what makes YouTube ugly to me. That's fine. Not mm-hmm. that I'm saying I'm highbrow, but anyways, <laughs> the, the, they do. I think you're right. It needs to lose weight. Yeah. I mean, uh, it could definitely shed some weight and just like, I don't know. I, I feel like uh, as much shit as, jo- as Johnny, I've got for like, you know, making devices too thin on a phone. It really matters. I think. Um, and we are going into the direction where it's just like thicker and heavier. And I don't know. Um, could well, use some innovation here. Well, Hey, you talk about it being thicker, but that has also brought us the best damn iPhone camera system we mm-hmm. have seen. Like, I know you're a camera guy, so I'm I'd a lo- big I, camera guy. I yeah. know that that's like kind of one of your top priorities with the phone. So, I'd love to hear with you using it for the past week. You know, I have my own thoughts, but yeah. I'm gonna say, damn that camera, damn. So I'll jump right into it. I like the camera for the most part, but as always, from when you switch from a kind of like smaller sensor to a much larger sensor, there are some kind of like, you know, uh, changes and tweaks that haven't been ironed out yet Mm -hmm. and might not even be ironed out uh, in the first generation until you get to that kind of second generation processing. So uh, the iPhone is now has a like 48 megapixel sensor, right? Was that like, I think Apple says it's like 65%, yeah. 65% larger than the sensor inside of the iPhone 13 Pro. Yeah, the 12 megapixel. 13. Guy, yeah. Yep. Yeah. And then, you know, they've got this photonic engine that's supposed to help with the, you know, processing diffusion earlier in, in, in the processing. And they've got, you know, improved, you know, performance for the ultra wide and telephoto and whatnot. Um, I'll be honest. By default, the pictures look pretty damn similar to iPhone 13 Pro. Like, I did a ton of comparisons, 
And unless you are really seriously pixel peeping at 12 megapixels, uh, you're not going to see much of a difference. By default, the iPhone 14 Pro, even though it has a 48 megapixel sensor, it spits out 12 megapixel images. Those are combining four pixels into one. Apple calls it like a quad uh, pixel sensor. On Android, it's known as, you know, pixel binning. Mm -hmm. um, and you're basically combining several pixels to get better low light performance. Combining several pixels into a super or ultra pixel, right? And you're supposed to get better low light performance, blah, blah, blah. And I don't know, man. I did not see much of a difference in comparing 13 Pro images to 14 Pro images. And that really, really kind of disappointed me because mm. I thought there would be a much bigger leap in terms of, like, you know, let's say shallow depth of field for close-ups, night mode photography. I thought maybe that, you know, they would uh, speed up processing for night mode photography. Um, and, yeah, I mean, outdoors, indoors, close-ups, uh, you name it. I went the full nine yards and just kind of shot everything and didn't really see a whole lot. Yeah, for me, I, I agree with you because that's the thing maybe sometimes – I don't I don't know how much quote unquote better the actual yeah. image quality and photonic engine can be from a standpoint of you're right when you take just regular straight out of the camera shots they look almost nearly identical there there might yeah. be a little like a little subtle based on that moment of where you held that shot and maybe one angle right. is a little different maybe the dynamic range looks a little different just barely but yeah. fundamentally the pictures are the same the and the only place where i found the biggest difference obviously with just the camera and most people will not be doing this is if you shoot in pro raw and you actually take full advantage of the 48 megapixels right you zoom in you zoom in you zoom in the you zoom in yeah. like extremely not even like a couple zooms like you got to go like t i feel like a 10x type zoom right then, then you'll finally start seeing the pixels break down on the 13 pro and the mm -hmm. 14 pro definitely does look a little sharper but here's the thing it wasn't like oh my god, it's 10 times sharper. It's like, oh, okay, I could see where the 13 Pro broke down some and the 14 Pro still retains the, mm -hmm. the image quality. But it, but so it allows you, yeah, more flexibility with cropping. I think maybe the confidence that I'm going to be able to crop this a bunch of times and it's still going to look pretty dang good. But most people are not going to be taking Pro Raw images, which are roughly about three times the size. It's of like your 70 standard, megabytes, yeah. Yeah, like... The I took photos. The 12 megapixel ones were roughly about like 30, 25 to 35 uh, megs. You go up to mm -hmm. a Pro Raw. I mean, they jumped anywhere from 85 to 105. So right. that's a lot of space. And again, that is for a specific user. And I'm glad they have the feature. But I think to your point, most people won't feel it. The only camera that really stood out was the ultra wide night mode. You could definitely mm -hmm. tell three times brighter. But I don't even care if it's three times or not. It was just brighter, and there was a lot more detail that it captured in my in my yeah. pictures. Um, the front facing better performance in night mode. I did see that. Like, oh, hey, it's a little brighter. But the actual fidelity and overall quality or stayed relatively the same. So I agree with you. Yeah, I mean, if you like really pixel peep. Yes. Do side by side comparisons. I, you can you can spot differences like there's less image noise on the iPhone 14 Pro images. Uh, you know, corner to corner sharpness. You know, in in like camera reviews, people love to talk about like lens sharpness on mm -hmm. corner to corner. Uh, you can definitely notice some subtle differences. But day to day, if you're just posting on Instagram, you're posting on Twitter, <laughs> nobody is going to see <laughs> any kind of difference, like no. any kind of meaningful difference. Now, if you shoot a lot of landscapes. Uh, then this whole like pro raw 48 
8 megapixel like uh, resolution image is going to be like a game changer. Like mm-hmm. you can just seriously mm-hmm. zoom in. Mm-hmm. And I also really love that they brought back this like 2x telephoto. Yes. It's not a real optical telephoto, uh, but it is cropping in on the 48 megapixel image, spinning out a 12 megapixel 2x photo. And in my comparisons, I compared it to the 2x optical on my iPhone 12 Pro, mm. um, which I actually like a lot more than 3x telephoto on the 13 Pro. And Honestly, they are almost identical, mm. like almost identical. Um, so bravo and kudos to Apple for adding this like fourth lens, basically. You're getting like four lenses almost uh, with this extra sensor, uh, extra large sensor. Um, and for me, like I'm the guy who will take pro raw photos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, you know, I really saw no difference with the kind of like 12 megapixel like pro raw photos. Uh, files but now like you can actually get something meaningful out of them Mm -hmm, like it's mm -hmm. not just like okay you're getting you know more uh more information to edit but you're also getting that kind of like resolution to crop in so much resolution to crop in like really so much that's that's the biggest advantage for people again that want to take that route but like exactly it i was i was legit honestly i was like i was like damn i mean i know that this is a 48 megapixel picture but i thought that the the cropping ability was really 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 good it looks yeah. so good it looks so good there there are some people who think like you know the iphone 14 pro like a uh, camera just over processes it smooths things out way too much there's too much noise reduction there's too much uh you know uh the shadows are like too bright uh the highlights are like you know mm-hmm. uh, not high enough and you know I think that's just like a camera, like that's just a processing, just like choice, right? Like yes. every phone processes your images very differently. Pixel phones are usually very contrasty. Samsung Galaxy phones process images uh, that are very, very saturated. Yeah. iPhone is like you know a little more like natural, neutral. Um, no camera is ever really taking an image of exactly what you see. Not even like a DSLR, right? Like um, so it's really your preference, right? And you, it's great that you have options to choose what you want. And on, at least on iPhone, you know, they have, they, they still has like all those photographic styles. So like, it's kind of like, I said last year in my review that like, you're basically getting like multiple phone styles in one because mm-hmm. you get the photographic styles. Like you get that rich contrast from pixel. You can get the mode for like, kind of like that more saturated look with the Samsung galaxy phone. So it's like, I don't know how many people actually use the photographic styles, but I've been using them a lot mm-hmm. on 13 pros. And, um, it's like having three camera, three three different phones in in one. So I like it. Are you are you swapping between the styles before you take a photo sometimes? Because you're kind of like, oh, I kind of want you. You use them so much now, you're they're almost like second nature for you to be like, I actually want this kind of look on this picture. Like whether it's a person versus a landscape or something. Like right. That. Yeah, I mean, I kind of like already know what kind of like styles fit for what types of like photography, and you know, you kind of like become in tune with like the lighting and everything like that. Um, if you see some rich shadows, you're like, okay, I want to make sure I really preserve that. Um, one thing I want to say is like, as good as this camera is, and as similar as this camera is, it's by no means perfect. And in some ways, it's actually a step back uh, from the 13 Pro uh, camera. So there are a couple of drawbacks, first of all. Um, Pro RAW does not work in, or the 48 megapixel mode, I should say, uh, does not work in night mode mm-hmm. and doesn't work with flash photography. Um, so if you have either of those 
uh, turned on, you're not getting 48 megapixel photos. That's a you're great point. That's a great point. 12 megapixel raw images. And that really has a lot to do with like the, the kind of processing power, right? Like it's so much is happening when you have the flash turned on and so much is happening with night mode that they just can't spit out a 48 megapixel image. Um, there's also this like kind of like adaptive true tone flash, which I tried and compared. It's supposed to like basically disperse light at different focal lengths. Uh, so it's not too harsh on say like something that's like farther close, away or yeah. too close. And honestly, I feel like it's a gimmick. I haven't seen any <laughs> yeah. noticeable difference. Yeah. Like I, I'm not saying like ever anybody should really take flash photography, but like <laughs> it does not look that much different than the, the, the regular. It, flash it wasn't. Pod. It wasn't like it wasn't something even significantly noticeable. Where you're like, oh my god, that does look different. It was like it kind of looks different, maybe. Right. It might have been like uh, oh, the color temperature is a little different, but that's about it. Maybe I don't know. And then the other thing I have issue with is like kind of uh, flaring. Mm. My God, I does mean, this camera flare like crazy? Like I was taking a photo of some lights, like a like a stream deck, yeah, uh, on my desk on my computer desk, and the flare coming off that would be like would make freaking jj abrams proud like jj abrams would be o facing at that he would be o facing so hard at this and dude i get it like you know these you get more flaring with larger sensors and also you know thicker lenses um or thinner lenses but at the same time it's like can't apple like figure some computational way to like kind of reduce this like the worst thing i can that always happens to me is like i take a photo at night especially like of a portrait of somebody and I go back and look at it later, and there's, like, a freaking, like, green yeah, orb on their yep, face. Yep, like, yep, it's yep. right there on their face. And I'm like, I either have to, like, spot heal that off, or it's unusable. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. You know? Like, Apple can definitely figure out a way to, like, post-process this. Or, I don't know, figure a way to reduce this, like, uh, flaring, you know? It's it's really interesting how they t they tend to always be really mum when, when those type of questions are asked. Specific. Like, I think, arguably, the number one question that people are like, when are you guys going to do anything about the lens flare or not? And it's just like, radio silent they never say anything they'll never say anything about that and so if, hey you know if you if you need the perfect lighting conditions where you're not shooting there's no lights whatsoever around you that are going into yeah. the lens then you'll be okay because quite honestly those are the types of pictures that they show us in all their demos you know but that's not yeah. that's not real life i've had plenty where i like had this freaking thing on my forehead i'm like dude awesome thanks thanks so much guys yeah so and 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 also like some of the images like can be really low contrast like mm -hmm, i did a couple mm -hmm. of comparisons in like low light photography and i'm like is this right because mm -hmm. like this color looks so desaturated like yellows and reds and i'm and white balance was off and i'm like this doesn't look right and i i did the same shot with an iphone 13 pro and i'm just like this looks way better you know mm -hmm. um and apple's like response to that was like really just like hey look you know we're trying to give you more information in the shadows and whatnot. I'm like, okay. Um, you know, I could definitely fix that in post, but it is still annoying. So sometimes it can be in inconsistent. Um, but overall, I think the image quality is very similar to the iPhone 13 Pro. Uh, and if you really want the extra reach with 48 megapixels, mm -hmm. chef's kiss. I just forget. I'm, I'm shooting 48 megapixels all the time, yeah, whenever. Right now. So, you know what? I, I find it's interesting that you... I really appreciate you getting into the camera stuff because you really – that's kind of like one of your bread and butters of how you look at these because I don't even go in as in-depth as you do. I go I go deep enough, but 
and deeper than most people do also for the record um but uh that's that's <laughs> i mean i mean did you did you did you get to try any of the video yes uh, improvements video. Yeah, action yeah. mode action mode so i thought action mode i tried it on a roller coaster and i tried uh, it running <laughs> around i did two things i went to, on I was, a roller coaster so the reason why it just so happened it was honestly i'm not this wow. is inside baseball but it was actually really hard to get my review done because I had planned months ago for my family to come into town. And we went to mm-hmm. D23, which is like the massive Disney convention. And then we went to Disneyland. Uh-huh. So those are literally three days where I'm not doing any review stuff. I'm like focused on family, uh-huh. which is fine. And it was the best. Like I just let it go. But I did take the phone around me and I shot mm-hmm. things. So I went on the roller coaster. I think actually a roller coaster is – what I found is that on the hard jostles, you could tell that – the iPhone 14 didn't move as much, but the iPhone 14 action mode is not made to be on a roller coaster. It's really yeah. made to be more on the ground level, like yeah. running with someone. And so yeah, yeah. I did some running demos. And mm-hmm. it, the, the thing is that the image stabilization in the iPhone, quite honestly, is pretty darn good. And so action mode yeah. definitely looked better. But if you're the type of person like me, when I'm running, I'm already thinking of like, I need to hold this as steady as possible. So I'm kind of like mm-hmm. two-handing it, hunching down low, and then taking like smaller step strides i thought the action yeah. was definitely an improvement and great for anyone who wants to do it but it wasn't like a game changer improvement for me but i thought it was good. okay if that makes sense it was it wasn't like oh my god but it was good it was good it was good <laughs> i did a comparison uh with the 13 pro like one one phone in each hand 14 pro in another hand you know if you're running with two devices it's shaking your hands are bobbing up and down and i gotta say I was pretty impressed. Like, if you ever use a like recent GoPro with like hyper smooth, yeah, 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 mm, yeah. that stuff is all electronic, but it is very, very good, and it did look very gimbal like. Um, it does like fall apart in low light. Yes, uh, yes, for sure. Situations, it just like cannot. It gets just gets dark, um, and I think it's just because it's the iPhone is trying to like uh, correct for like rolling shutter and all that stuff. Um, and I think it's good overall, though. but. If you're if you're shooting outdoors, I think it's gonna be great. It's one of those features where it's just like, you know, Apple is, just keeps adding more to the camera and taking away the need for extra equipment, which mm-hmm, I think mm-hmm, is great mm-hmm. for amateur, uh, you know, creators and filmmakers. Like, you know, cinematic mode. It's not perfect, but if you just yeah. need it in a pinch, if you just need it in a pinch, it's pretty cool. And it's 4K now. Like that, I was it's so, 4K now. I was like, yes. Just, just like I keep going back to this idea of like, you know, imagine you're like a teenager. You have Dude. no money, no access to big equipment, and you're just starting out. You you have a phone that does cinematic mode. You have a phone that shoots in 4K HDR, 60 FPS, slow mo. You have a phone camera that shoots. Um, without a gimbal like this is game changing in my opinion for like small creators the next generation of you know creators right so i was at apple's event uh the you know we saw the crazy mad rush of humanity that is like all swarming these devices you basically get like 10 15 minutes tops if that which each device i had my dslr and there were times where i just said screw it like you know instead of me changing the settings all the time i just whipped out my camera uh my Uh iphone camera no one not a single person questioned oh was that a shot on your iphone right like viewers it was so good it was so good and i i shit you not like i'm thinking i might just bring an iphone to the next event like maybe have my dslr as a backup in my backpack when i need to if i get time like 
in in a special situation where it's just me one on one. But mm-hmm. my goodness, at the event, you whip that phone out. The quality is more than good enough. It's really good. It's more than good enough. It's really good. Like it's it's it is. You can Dude, make a I living over, with just your phone. I overpacked. Yeah, yeah, I yeah, had yeah. I, I had uh my Sony A seven R three big lens ready to shoot video. Had a little like little mobile gimbal on it. Yep. Um, and I had my GoPro, also you know super steady, dude. I had no time to record with any of those devices. Mm-hmm. I ended up just recording everything 4K, 60 FPS on my iPhone. Mm-hmm. Lighting was in there was great, amazing. And that's it. Got the job done, man. Like if you remember, like just like you know, handful of years ago, you had to like if you wanted a setup like this, right? You, you had to buy a little, you had to bring your DSLR, you had to bring like a gimbal, and those gimbals weren't even that good. They were like mm-hmm. manual gimbals where you had to like put a counterweight on the on the ba- bottom and like, you know, oh, it was a headache. It was insane. Now you can just bring your freaking phone and it's stabilized and it's just chef's kiss and you're like, what the hell? Dude, most of my editing, I realized this is what woke me up. I was, you know, because sometimes you get this idea, like, as a creator, I need to use the DSLR as much as possible mm-hmm. to get the buttery, smooth background. And at the end of the day, most people are like, I just want to see the product. Like, really, right? Yeah. But as I was yeah. editing, because, you know, sometimes even just different angles of lighting or how the shot is framed, it looks different on the DSLR. And you got to mm-hmm. correct that in post. And then I'm like, right. I just started using most of my iPhone shots in my video. And I said, this, it, it changed my mind. I... I will bring my DSLR if I get an isolated situation. But other than that, I think I'm going to go all iPhone. And even just yeah. the mic, even from a standpoint of mic mic equipment, the mm-hmm. iPhone mic, if you hold it within range, now I know that room's a little louder, but you can still hear. I mean, there are YouTubers that were straight up just dropping iPhone videos of them holding an iPhone and them talking to it, getting yeah. hundreds of thousands of views because they're also get, able to get it out faster than anyone else. You know what I mean? Exactly. And so it it – these this generation even us we are spoiled dude we are so spoiled with what we can do whatever platform it is quite honestly iphone android pixel whatever the devices that we have in our hands these things are incredible that equipment that you talked about probably retail price we're talking maybe around for all those things you said gimbal lenses mm-hmm. um camera maybe seven thousand bucks we got all this in a phone that starts at 999 just yeah. damn so you know just as as content creators that you and i are it's it's always kind of amazing um what what is possible i do want to touch upon although we couldn't test it out were you able did you get the satellite demo at apple Park? i did get a demo uh, of the you satellite did you did emergency yeah uh, SOS. Yeah. so let's you know not many people were privy to that and this mm-hmm. is a feature where if you do not have any cellular signal um you can basically access a satellite network uh, for an SOS for basic text messaging. And we'll talk about a little more, but I thought the demo was really cool. Like to see it in mm-hmm. action and see it actually work. What they did is they took us out to an area of Apple park and they sat mm-hmm. us down where there was basically, there was no cellular signal on these phones and they showed us how the actual satellite feature worked. And what I found that was interesting is, okay, maybe I'm a little dumb to this, but I didn't realize the satellite feature. Like you have to wait for a satellite to be in range. And so what happened is they're timing some of these appointments, knowing that there will be satellites flying over in a general window of time. Well, mine ended up running like 15 minutes later. And so when I got there, initially there wasn't a satellite, but in about (laughs) like five or seven minutes, 
you hold your phone up, you kind of see like a, a wayfinder, much a little. Mm-hmm. It's not exactly like Find My, but it has like a range, and it actually tells you, hey, turn this way to find the satellite to hold it within range before you can get a signal. But I thought it was cool because I got to see a real time example of like, okay, this is not perfectly orchestrated. Dude holds his phone up, satellite connection instantly, boom, I'm saved. Like it's not that easy, but it was. There was one point where we missed a satellite. It was moving mm-hmm. away on our left side. Then we had to wait for a while, and then on our right side, a satellite showed up. But most of us will never use the feature, but seeing it in action, I thought was really cool. Yeah, I mean, that the whole thing is like they hope you never have to use it, yeah. right? Like that and crash detection, right? Those are two features that probably no reviewer or very few reviewers are going to be able to test. Um, but I think it's a good like safety feature, right? It's kind of like the fall detection on an Apple Watch. Mm-hmm. You don't, you hope it never like turns on, but like it's a nice like you know peace of mind kind of feature that it's there. And I feel like uh, Apple is like really thinking about like how can we like create features that really make you feel like you know uh, there's a device kind of like watching over you a little bit you know like i think uh, apple had even called like they they called the apple uh the ecg feature like a a guardian almost i think mm-hmm. um and so they're bringing a lot of this like apple watch kind of like all these values and principles to their other devices um so yeah i mean it's it's a it's a really good piece of mind feature like i said did you think it was kind of cool how it was executed uh, you mean like uh, the way just, they designed it? Yeah, just the way the demo was, like answering some yeah. basic questions, pointing your phone into yeah. the sky, you know, things like that. I think it was all right. Uh, I don't know if there would there's a like more complicated way of doing that because I haven't seen it implemented mm-hmm. on like Android. Mm-hmm. But you know, Apple is really good in when it comes to like making things easy. Mm-hmm. Um, like literally, you're holding the phone and you're just kind of pointing it at the sky and like waiting for the signal to kind of like get within that little like small little range um and i think most people actually don't even realize that like there are satellites like orbiting (laughs) like the planet like that um so yeah i mean it's a cool feature but i wouldn't say it's a must-have for like buying and considering an iphone 14 pro yeah i i don't i mean unless to me maybe maybe you consider it if you're someone that really does like extreme hikes and camping mm-hmm. right like you're, you're that type of person which is a small percentage um where yeah. you know, i would be like yeah definitely get it did they show you the demo where not only was it shown off as like a safety feature but within being able to access satellite if you go on a hike let's say like i'm at the top of half dome this is not the example they used but mm-hmm. you can actually send a satellite ping to your to like friends and family to let you know where you are and it was it was not related to uh SOS at all and I was and he was, the presenter was saying hey if you go on a hike let's say you're at the top of Mount Everest and you want to brag to your friends you'll be able to do that and send them a ping like hey this message is from here blank shows the location sent via satellite i thought it was mm-hmm. i thought it was kind of fun and charming that they would they're pushing safety really big but behind the scenes they're also like hey uh, this is like a flex mode. There's a flex mode in 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 the satellite. Feature. It is was was that what it was? I felt I thought I thought it was more like, hey, look, I I'm up here just to kind of like let you know, not necessarily like to flex, but like to say, hey, I say I made it up here safely or whatever, you know. It, like, it is made for the safety, but it was also <laughs> it was also 
talked about as like of a point of okay if you have some adventure friends that uh -huh. would be jealous that you're at this location you could actually tap into the satellite network to let them know hmm. i'm like and it's not like you would be doing that every day so they'd be constantly because normally you wouldn't have in any way to like you know send that signal out up, up at like the top of like you know everest or whatever this is a small percentage of people we're talking about ray yeah like if i'm at the top of um a volcano and hmm. maybe i'll send you a satellite message to be like bro i'm here you won't get a picture but you might get a message you're like dude he's on the top of a volcano and then that's as far <laughs> as it goes and you're like whatever <laughs> okay it's just a little yeah it's, a, it's it's possible it's a little it's a little i'm honestly now that i've told you this i'm gonna find if i'm ever in a place that has no signal and i can tap into the satellite it might even be an in and out in reading or something i will <laughs> i will i will send it to you i will send it to you ping me man okay any other features that we haven't talked about i mean there's a lot of things that happen with this phone that mm -hmm. you know at least kind of stand out for you or kind uh, of top of i think i think it's not super like it's not super marquee feature but obviously the chipset itself is like mm -hmm. obviously dude it's only about like a you know the a a16 bionic chip is only about like 10 percent more powerful than the a15 bionic mm -hmm. uh but i think that people always forget that like the power of this chip means that these phones are going to last for a very long time. They're going to get so many software updates, mm -hmm. like way more than like the iPhone six or six S or seven series ever got. Um, and those are, those devices were just like, you know, left behind in iOS. Uh, what are we on 16 now? Mm -hmm. um, like there's so much runway for the future. Um, and these devices just completely annihilate and blow by Android so hard. It's not even funny. Like the A14 Bionic chip in the 12 Pro is like still more powerful than like, you know, the latest S22 Ultra, which is like nuts. It's mm -hmm. fucking, it's freaking nuts. Um, I think it's just like people really don't appreciate what this chip means, you know, like it is doing all this heavy lifting behind the scenes effortlessly to allow all your features all this like very processing heavy uh, computational like performance to happen in an instant. Um, like all this like rolling uh, the action mode stuff, you know, all this neural processing. Um, all these features are happening instantly. Um, and people don't realize that. So I want to shout out the little chip, the guy, the brain. Because um, Apple just makes it look so easy. You know? Hey, Ray, am I at an Apple keynote right now? <laughs> <laughs> Suck it. You did that to me. I'm going to do that to you. You did that to me. Come on. Uh, what's his name? John Soroji is probably like, oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. He's in his jo lair. Dude, Johnny Soroji? Yeah, he's like, he's like. Soroji? Yeah. He's Hell in his lair, Hydra. and he's just like. Oh, that guy is amazing. Hell, Hydra. I want him <laughs> to say it at a keynote just once. Oh, I would love it. It's yeah. too good. It's too good. Yeah. I think, I think the phone is. Uh, really 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 good i did not ex it wasn't even because of rumors i just didn't expect it the no one expected the dynamic island and again i don't think that's mm -hmm. a reason to upgrade for everyone by any means um but to me like the always on display and the dynamic island and yeah. the 48 megapixel cam um option it's hard it's hard for especially creators but it's hard for me to say no to this phone and so obviously i'm definitely i mean upgrading. were there any like downside are there any downsides any letdowns any disappointments for you in terms of like you know this phone like you've you've been saying every feature is awesome and you know i want to know 
battery life is surprisingly still really good. It, I have not mm -hmm. felt a pinch from the battery life. I mean, even I kind of got my eyes opened up to the Pro Max because someone's like, oh, Pro Max battery is going to be so much better. Like, mm -hmm. I, I got through a full day of Disneyland, which is a beast, taking photos, taking videos, all types of crap. Mm -hmm. And I still had 32% at the end of the day. My phones always die at Disneyland. So I was mm -hmm. like, damn. Um, let me think. Any drawbacks? eSIM. We didn't talk about eSIM. Oh, eSIM. eSIM. Uh, that, that's, so Apple gave us units that already had eSIM installed it, on the first right. phone. And then I was able to transfer or add that eSIM to the second phone. It was really easy. I guess mm -hmm. for me, I have to walk through the process of converting when I get my Your phone, personal sim. my personal SIM into an eSIM. I think this is going to be a love or hate relationship, really, depending on your eSIM will be great as long as mm -hmm. the carriers that you need, depending on where you go, are supported. But if so, they aren't, that's going to be a pain in the ass. So it's a very easy process. It's very there, simple. It's like two steps, two minutes, done. Right. And I think the biggest kind of like anxiety that I have is just we we're giving power back to the carriers. Mm, mm. Like if you are a person who travels a lot or you test a lot of Android phones, which I am, which you are probably, uh, you're swapping your SIM card in very frequently. Mm -hmm. um, you know, you, you pop your SIM card in, bam, it's activated. It's done. You're, you're not waiting for it to activate really, you know, like sure it's connecting a cell tower and all that stuff, but like you don't have to actually wait for anything on their end to like happen, mm, mm. you know, now you're like, okay, well, if you're in a different country, you want to buy an eSIM, the power is in the carrier's hand. You know, you have to wait for them to like literally turn on your service. You can't just go to a vendor and buy a card, pop it in, know that'll work. And you don't have to like sit there waiting for it to activate, you know? Um, and I think that's the part that's like really annoying. I know the world is like moving toward eSIM. Mm -hmm. I know that like, you know, um, we really... Apple's like, okay, how can we reduce the number of parts inside the phone? You know, how can we seal this thing better or whatnot? How can we make this, you know, maybe cheaper? Maybe that's the reason why the iPhone is actually cheaper in the, or not cheaper, like hasn't received a price hike in the U.S. versus like, you know, outside of the U.S. where uh, people, people, countries are seeing uh, price increases. Um, but I really wish they would, would have given us the option. I'm the guy who would love Both. still love both right yeah, like i yeah. want the option um and at least sell it online i don't know mm -hmm, man mm -hmm, like you know mm -hmm. kind of like an unlock model with international model or whatever global version or something i don't know it, it's always interesting to me though when they do moves like this okay uh we get it you want to move towards eSIM, and some people are going to be in favor of that and some people aren't but did removing the the sim tray card slot actually give us any benefit that we would not have had because of that space or not. Right. Right. The, that's always to me, you can push us in this direction and it is, you know, inevitable. But I also think Apple does dictate a lot of adoption of specific mm -hmm. types of technologies because they are Apple, right? They're like, they do. Like Marvel can dictate the type of content and the faces that we see and the representation we see on screen because everyone is watching Marvel content, much like Apple can dictate. A lot of what happens, you know, getting rid of firewall, getting rid of a floppy yeah. disk, right? Because they're Apple, and so uh, I there I are so many devices out there that they their tr the, the features that they add or remove are big movers, um, and they impact the entire industry. You totally. know, just removing the headphone jack 
force everybody else basically to like remove it as well. Ditching the power adapters mm-hmm. uh, basically gave everyone else like you know uh, permission to like do the same, you know. Mm-hmm. And so, I'm just. It, it's gonna this helps push that idea or people that didn't even care about sim cards or e-sims to be mm-hmm. more aware about it but i my only question is what did we gain or did we gain nothing with that extra space like did they fill it with more battery life no probably exactly not, right? right right so they did not right i i guarantee you there's actually a little rectangle <laughs> carved out where the yeah a sim card trace lot could probably be put I'm, I'm, I, this design, I'm wait, I, I, this design did not change. Down. This design did not change from the 12 or the 13, uh, significantly. I, I'm pretty, I'm just throwing it out there. Okay. Right? I'm yeah. just throwing it out there. So, um, I, I like your, I like how you kind of approach it from a standpoint of control from the carriers and just being able to hot swap it. That, that's a yeah. big deal. And to me, eSIM doesn't matter as much if every carrier is on board and if it's that easy, but, I guarantee you we're going to have run into more issues of people, at least mm-hmm. initially, until all these carriers on board of saying, my carrier's not compatible with eSIM. I got an yeah. iPhone with eSIM. Well, I have to now buy a secondary phone just because? Like, th- yeah. there's going to be there's going to be situations that happen it's all, during it's this transition. It's also a way to keep you on iPhone, you know? Absolutely. Like a way to keep you on a device um, because it's going to make it that much harder or mm. more inconvenient to tr- switch to another device, and you're just not going to want to do it. Yeah, you know? I, I think I think one thing that they did mention to us in meetings is that at least the eSIM can hold a minimum of eight numbers. So yeah, at least it's not like one or two. It's okay. Even people Listen, like you know that's that's nice. They just they just want to stop making those little SIM card ejectors, SIM tray ejectors. <laughs> <laughs> They're like these things are costing us money. <laughs> there, I think there was a time Army where footprint. Yo, I think there was a time, it was like a few years ago, where like jokingly that was there was this whole thing like Apple's getting back into making titanium products, and the mm-hmm. only titanium product they had before uh, the Apple Watch Series 7 models when they went back to titanium was the ejector, the ejector pin thingy. That's not actually titanium. That's liquid metal. Oh, sorry. Oh, my gosh. Liquid I'm metal. Oh, my gosh. I'm wrong. I'm wrong. Uh, but um, I, would, I would love to see an iPhone made out of liquid metal. Uh or is, titanium. Uh, liquid metal is not sturdy enough to be an iPhone. It has to be <laughs> literally the next generation of metal has to be titanium for Apple. It has to. Lighter, stronger, more more durable. iPhone Ultra. Ultra titanium. <laughs> <laughs> I want the Ultra titanium. Wow, that is not cool. That sounds a little bit, you know. What? <laughs> Fine. For all, what what for accent all my, was that, my, Brian? What accent was um, that? I'm not going to actually identify the ethnicity because, therefore, it might be perceived as racist. So if anyone was offended by my ultra-titanium comment, I take it back. I will. You can actually write a message. You can send in a message to applebitshow at gmail.com and tell me if you were offended by that. And if you were, I will personally say sorry on my next podcast. And, and I will no longer say ultra-titanium. It sounds way better. It sounds way better. All right, all right. So I guess that's it. I mean, there there are no real cons. I don't. Uh, I you. honestly, there's not a glare. Lightning. Are... What about lightning? Lightning. Oh, I I murdered it. I murdered it for lightning. We're so used to it, though. It's so pathetic. Like, here's here's always another thing. Will the fact uh, people can complain all they want that mm-hmm. lightning is on the iPhone? Will it stop people? Stop the regular their huge user base from getting another iPhone and. No, it'll stop maybe some Android users from trying to jump back. I know that mm-hmm. for a fact. 
but the user base that they have right now is not going to say no to a phone just because it has lightning. The ecosystem is more powerful now than actual hardware. Mm -hmm. It really is. Like the ecosystem dictates more than some of these devices. We've seen how they've done their research data. They know we've seen this for years mm -hmm. now. Apple can slow pitch the iPhone because they have the ecosystem. And they have. Let's mm -hmm. be real. They have. We've seen stuff in Android phones. Come on. A 10x periscope zoom now. What? We're at year three? We don't got a 10x optical in an iPhone. Let's be honest. If an iPhone was behind the curve, they'd be doing everything they can to put a 10x optical phone in optical camera in their phone. But they don't have to. And you know why? Because the ecosystem. And you know why? People like you and me who <laughs> review these things. I love I, the S22 Ultra. I love the system a lot, but still, guess which phone I'm buying for my personal daily driver? I did buy an S22 Ultra, but I bought my daily driver. It's an iPhone, and it will be an iPhone for quite a long time. We're Need the that problem. Need that iMessage. We're the problem, Ray. You and I are also part of the problem. Or they make really good products. Uh, I'm going to say they make really good products. Yeah, <laughs> I, 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 I agree. I agree. I'm going to say they make really good products because they, they really are good products. They are. Uh, they and are the, and you know what? The ecosystem is very good. There's no, no sh I have no shame in admitting that the ecosystem is very well supported. Mm -hmm. It's very mature. It's very robust. And, you know, I like that. Mm -hmm. I like not feeling like a beta user all the time you yeah. know like yeah and not knowing what the future is going to be so um but i have no doubt they're going to put USB-C next year european union is forcing them to <laughs> and you know these 48 megapixel raw files not easy to just like quickly that's what download. i'm saying that's what i'm saying it's gonna it's get they, they gotta move to lightning uh they gotta move to uh whatchamacallit USB-C USB in order to speed this up and also you know the phone's getting thicker it, it has definitely has room now to support it so Bro, uh, how many times did – I don't know about you, but AirPlay doesn't work consistently for me, and I have to AirPlay mm -hmm. attempt multiple times when I send over some of my ProRes video files. It's mm -hmm. just – it's annoying. And so that's why I really want USB-C because Lightning AirPlay is so... or AirDrop? Air, AirDrop, I'm sorry. AirDrop. AirDrop. I don't mm -hmm. know about you, but AirDrop, it's like a hit and miss for me, dude. It's it's hit and miss. <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's definitely not always uh... – always connected uh so i'm like just like it just doesn't show up you gotta I'm reboot like right next to you i'm yeah. literally i look at the same time i'm not an engineer who deals with radio signal signals and frequencies and what the device is doing so they're gonna be like brian let me tell you why it doesn't always work and then i'm gonna shut the hell up yeah they gotta do something where it's like they use the u1 chip and you just like literally point it at your other device and like boom it's aligned you're transferring Shoot, none shoot. Blue, none of this Bluetooth and Wi-Fi nonsense. There was, oh my gosh. I can't remember it. I did a skit about it. There was an app, and it wasn't called Bang It, but it was like <laughs> you, you, you'd have your phones next to each oh, other. Oh, I know. Was it uh, Bump? Yes, yes. Bump. It was Bump. It was Bump. I did a, Also, you made me feel old. I also made a, naughty, I made a suggestive skit about Bump. Uh, back in the day <laughs> oh my god is it on your youtube channel it was in a show it was in one of my episodes i, I don't i don't have it pulled out it, <laughs> it was good it was good okay all it right was, it was it was awkward it was awkward. somebody go and find that clip right now tweet at me on twitter ray wongi i want it i want it to go viral i want to retweet 
the living daylights out of it. It, it was bumping. It had to do something like tap that app. I'm pretty sure. Oh pretty, no, Brian. These, these are things that really can't be done if you want to hold a full-time job for a corporation uh, in 2022. <laughs> <laughs> and that's why I don't got one. <laughs> okay, Ray. This was this was awesome. We. Man, it's it's fun when we. I love when you come because we can talk about these products forever. We just like forever, oh, forever and ever. So, hey Ray, uh, I gave you an intro, but I'd love you to tell the audience where they can find your awesome work. Yeah, definitely check out my review on InputMag.com, and uh, you know, for hot takes, follow me on Twitter at Ray Wongy, R A Y W O N G Y. Man, some of them are so hot. I'm like Ray, take that down, dude. <laughs> <laughs> some of them, I mean, some. They're almost always so hot. You're just you just text me and you're just like ah, I'm not even gonna re- interact with that on Twitter. <laughs> I'm staying away from that steaming I'm gonna, hot garbage. I'm just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna let the timeline refresh and just let it go into the ether. I'm just gonna let it <laughs> just float away. Just float away. All right, bro. Um, thanks so much. I know we'll have you back again. Uh, Hell yeah. Eventually, it's it's always fun, and I'll talk to you soon. Okay. All right, man. Good, All right. good being on the show again. Peace. Yes, sir. See you. All right, so there you have it. Me and Ray just kicking it back and forth. iPhone 14 Pro. What do you all think about it? Was this enough for you to upgrade? I said, hey, if you're really into the new cool technological innovations and you want to play around with it, I mean, this is the future UI that Apple is going to be sticking with for a while, but is it enough for you to upgrade? Is the always-on display enough for you to upgrade? Is the camera enough for you to upgrade? Where did they fall short for you all? Lightning, USB-C, eSIM. I want to hear your thoughts. I mean, this is the product of the year every year for Apple. And I know you all have so many things to talk about. Maybe why you upgraded or why you didn't. I want to hear them all. AppleBitsShow at gmail.com. That's AppleBits with a Z. All right. We got to give big thanks to our Platinum Apple supporters at the $100 level. Brandon Ledford, Gil Cabrera, Wesley Frater, Jarrett Lewis, and Atari Koenigsegg. Thank you for your continued support, and thank you to all of you who freaking allowed me to get into Apple headquarters and do a podcast inside their podcast studio made for people like us. Is that crazy? Oh, man, I'm so grateful, and uh, you've really made this journey so fun, and it is a lot of work. Would I pump out three videos and a podcast this week? And there's a whole lot more coming. Trust me. There's more coming. All right, everybody. Take care and be safe. We'll talk to you next week. Same bat time, same bat channel. It's the Apple Bits XL, baby. Peace.